again, Sam. Um, nice to speak to <laughs> you hello, again. Say hello to the listeners first. <laughs> say hello to the listeners. <laughs> Sam, say hello to the listeners. <laughs> hello, listeners. Hi. <laughs> um, and our new listeners on No Bounds Radio, which is really exciting as well, isn't it? Yeah. Hello uh, to anyone listening on No Bounds Radio. This is our first show. This is us from the past talking to you now in your present. Going on on live on No Bounds Radio, and um, from now on, these these podcast shows that we do will be premiered on No Bounds Radio first, and then uploaded to our um, all your streaming, streaming mm-hmm. nights, yeah, on a Thursday. So yeah. Um, so this week, the kind of tie-in with No Bounds is, is we have um, All Hands on Deck, who are a women, non-binary, trans DJ collective in Manchester, who are all also part of Partisan Collective, all be revealed during the podcast. So it was our first time having interviewing four people at the same time, wasn't it, Sam? But it did go quite yeah. well. I thought it was going to be quite chaotic, but um, they, they were obviously quite used to the... Very good at turn-taking. Yes, extremely, extremely Mm -hmm, good. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we had Rosa, Tracy, Anna and Sophie, who are all from All Hands on Deck. So I hope you enjoy because we really enjoyed. Yeah, it's a great conversation. And and the the choices are just... So good. So good. I'm like so excited now to Mm -hmm. just go and... Go and... um, all these all these choices that they gave us so yeah, yeah. I, I hope everyone else enjoys it okay um so this week we've got the all hands on deck crew so thanks for joining us guys we've got sophie rosa anna and tracy um this this could this could be like this could be brilliant or it could be absolutely carnage because we've never done one with like four separate people before. Um, we don't know if we don't try. So exactly, um, we're all up for like you know trying new things, and um, so the way we've kind of we've just discussing it then the way we've decided you have all come up with a book and a. A book and a song that you all yeah. agree on is that kind of your choices, and then at the end we're going to discuss the films, and you're going to let me and Charlie decide which one we think should be our choice. <laughs> and it'll be a completely uninformed decision on my part as well, which will make it even more annoying because I haven't seen any of the ones. Yeah, Charlie doesn't like films. It's just going to be like the vibe of whatever we put from it, so that's fine. Um, so should we start? Do you want to tell us a little bit? about yourselves maybe maybe like how you guys met how all hands on deck started i'd love to hear about that yeah me too how did all hands on deck start well we i met the rest of the girls (laughs) through um partisan and we um anna tracy and i all played at a an event at the old abbey tap house in manchester um it was like my first time playing out in front of people um and it was a fundraiser for uh rojava and uh yeah and we had a conversation after that evening because we all had loads of fun playing uh, with women and um yeah and then we decided well i think it was anna and tracy that had thought of like a, a female dj collective before and it kind of started from there yeah um Anna, when she was at mine, she was talking about how great it would be to have something similar um, to Mix Nights, which is a night based in Bristol who do like open deck parties for like women, non-binary people and trans people. And she thought it'd be really sick to have something like that in Manchester. Um, And then after we play that night, we were just a bit like, why don't we do something like that in Manchester? So we were definitely inspired by Mix Nights for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. would. It was really fun, that um, Rajava fundraiser. It was our friend Kate, actually, that brought us together on that because she sort of posted on Partisan and it was like, she was like, I'm playing at this thing. I don't know how to mix at all. Like, anyone that's up for it, like, they're just looking for women DJs. And so, like, we'd all volunteered and I think, like, none of us had played out. It wasn't just you, Sophie. So it was like, after that, 
like I remember Tracy you being like let's talk about this next week like (laughs) (laughs) and Tracy came up with the name yeah like it was like bang and then like it is a really good good name name. yeah such a good name (laughs) like the look on your face Tracy when you like came up with that you were like I'm a genius (laughs) (laughs) yeah I am yeah (laughs) and then like quite organically after that um me and Rosa were on a coach down to Free Row Festival we were both going to. Rosa was like sat in the seats in front of us. We like sort we knew each other from Partizan, but like weren't like really good friends or anything. But um I sort of like brought up what what all hands like all hands and deck we just announced our first event and stuff. And Rosa was like, That sounds great. Like I'd love to get involved. And then I was like, Yeah, just like get involved. And then like from then it was like us four like moving forward, organizing everything. And yeah, like been really nice. So amazing and what's it kind of evolved into now so like obviously we can include lockdown or we can do lockdown aside kind of where where is it at now what's going on at the moment well we've been to get so that was where we started back in 2018 so together for like two whole years now which is kind of crazy obviously like a lot of the last year has been in a bit of a weird situation but um pretty early on we were like okay we're going to do open deck parties and like make it really open to everyone and then um everyone who's played at our parties we've considered to be like our collective so and then we kind of like offer out opportunities amongst um, the collective try and create like a community for like learning together and um stuff like that so yeah I love that because it can be quite I think kind of music in general can be quite like kind of uh, male dominated, can't it? And it kind of is like the expectation if you aren't um, a man is that you have to go in like being like top of your game. It's like, how do you practice? Like, A, you shouldn't have to be top of your game anyway, but also like, how do you practice? How do you have a safe space to like get good and get confident in a space that isn't necessarily very welcoming? So I love that you kind of, club together and just found a solution to that problem like well we'll just we'll just get really good and actually make something that's kind of cool on our own anyway and so you mentioned partisan is that somewhere that you're all involved in and do you want to kind of mention about what that is as well uh yeah so partisan um is a collective arts and social space um in manchester um and it's where we all met because we're all part of the collective so um We've all been volunteering there for quite well, varying degrees for different people. Um, but All Hands on Deck quite organically became like an in-house collective for Partizan. So we're we residents at Partizan. So like the two interact with each other as well as being separate things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Partizan is at the moment based um, on Cheatham Hill Road mm-hmm. um, in a building that used to be a synagogue. Um, and yeah, it's just a space for activism as well as music and art. Um, it's a lovely space. Have you been, Sam? No, I haven't been yet. But I was yeah. think I was really thinking like space. I remember. Oh, like you, I, how long is it partisan? But it must be like four or five years partisan's been going. It's, it's only three actually. Or is it? Because I remember when yeah, I was with, with the actual space. Yeah, because I remember when I was in Manchester, there was just this like. There's just this like, group that started basically. It's that like, Facebook group. When just like loads of people got added to it and was just like, um, like I got added to it and it was just like loads of pretty much loads of people you're just seeing around doing like stuff. They all got added to this group and there's hundreds of people in it and they were just like, right, we're just going to start this space. Anyone who wants to get involved, come to this meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was just like, fucking hell, that sounds like good. That'd be good if it like. <laughs> kicked off and that like, actually like and it did and it did that's great but I yeah think, well, that's like, interesting yeah that yeah. you were kind of in the uh you saw the preliminary stage to yeah, yeah. having the actual space as well I never knew that about the Facebook group mm-hmm. with hundreds of people that's yeah it was it, it, it's like it's just like and I can't remember where the first meet I think the first meeting was at this can't remember what the space was called now, but it was like near like Shoot Hill Station. Oh, mate, not not the Wandering. Yeah, the Wandering. Yeah, yeah, the Wandering. That was mm. it. Um, and um, yeah, and I, don't, I think I was like leaving Manchester pretty soon, so I didn't get like 
yeah, it wasn't like too. Not I was I was really interested, but didn't get too involved because I knew I couldn't like dedicate like loads of time to it. But yeah, it's it's so mm -hmm. nice to, to see the to see the how far it's come, and it's actually like mm -hmm. a proper institute, proper manking institution now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. you see it everywhere. And not to steal your segue um, that you normally do, Sam, but that does kind of fit quite nicely into you guys' first book choice, doesn't it? Um, the kind of partisan space. So who, you're all being so polite in terms of like, <laughs> who speaks first, but who who wants to say what it is and kind of talk about it? Uh, yeah, I can talk about the book. It's um, the one that we've chosen is by Lola Olafemi and it's called Feminism Interrupted. And we've chosen it partly because it's just an amazing book. It's full of um, all of these really spot on ideas about feminism. Um, but also it, uh, Patazan hosted a book talk um, in collaboration with the Manchester Feminist uh, Book Club last Thursday. So um, Lola came and did a talk on Zoom because um, obviously we're in a pandemic, but um, it was it was really enlightening and it was great to be able to sort of have a discussion with so many people despite still being in lockdown um the actual book is um her, she makes the argument that feminist work is justice work and she argues for feminisms that push for reproductive trans muslim and sex workers rights um and that are abolitionist body positive and active as opposed as opposed to being um just academic or ideological um so she and it's like quite a concise little book it's only um i'm just gonna look now it's only 150 pages but oh, it gets my through favorite kind of books yeah favorite yeah it's great books. it's quite a quick read but um she just really nails it and there is actually in terms of trying to relate it back to all hands on deck and what we're doing there is um, a chapter which is called Art for Art's Sake. Um, and I was thinking maybe just to demonstrate like the vibe of the book a little bit, I could read like one page of it. Mm, That'd be great, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to say as well that um, the others, I think I'm the only person who's actually read this book, but I just felt like this was really relevant. So it's up for discussion, but... Yeah. And I think a lot of people that I know and have spoken to want to read it. So I think it'll be really like, I think everyone's like, you know, everyone bought loads, bought loads of books recently. It seems to be on like everyone's pile or like wish list. So I think it'd be really cool to have a little excerpt to kind of spur people on getting it because it sounds amazing. The, okay. the Manchester Feminist, sorry, one, the, the, is it the Manchester Feminist Book Club? Is that what they're called? Who yeah. co-hosted the book talk? Mm -hmm. They have it at the moment as their um, book club book. Okay. So I think by the end of August, um, they're going to do a book talk about it. So that's like, might be a good, I think I'm going to read it for the end of August and then try and do the book. Be involved in that. Oh, I'll do that with you, Sophie. Yes. Um, yeah, so this, this is from Art for Art's Sake, which is a chapter in Feminism Interrupted. What happens when we consume a piece of art? We might feel emotional, nostalgic, inspired. A space is opened up where feeling those things isn't silly or self-indulgent, but instinctive. The conditions of our lives, the need to work, the expectation of domestic, manual and emotional labour mean that there is rarely time or space for artistic reflection. But art can abstract us from the demands placed on our bodies at any given time. It can remind us that we do not only exist in relation to our gendered responsibilities. We are not only someone's mother or sister or carer. We are individuals brimming with sophisticated ideas. Creativity is at the heart of any new world we seek to build. To build. Without the demands placed on our body by capital, by gender and by race, we could be freed up to read, write and to create. Alongside political freedom comes an escape from the social conditioning that deadens our creativity. Every time we engage our creative faculties, we are going against the logic that places work and the nuclear family at the centre of our existence. Art is threatening because when produced under the right conditions, it cannot be controlled. But gatekeepers and cultural institutions have written women, especially black women, outside of the history of artistic creation and freedom. The idea of art for art's sake suggests that art has the ability to escape the conditions of its creation, the context and motivations it arises from. 
In many ways, this is a core part of the feminist project, escaping the naming of your body, your personhood, disrupting the inevitability of violence. We are always trying to escape the conditions of our lives and there is no doubt that artistic practice helps us to do that. I think I'll stop there because I think that's enough of the gist of what it's trying to say. And I think what, what I wanted to say about that quote and why I chose it um, is that although our, our work at, with All Hands on Deck in a way is not like densely political exactly. Um, and by that, I mean that we don't have a manifesto or like a complex set of ideologies that we try to spread. Um, and we're quite simple in our idea that is that we are like an inclusive collective for women, non-binary and trans DJs. Um, but despite that, like reading these words to me was like an inspiration to keep doing that um, and to keep making it better. And um, also to adjust to, to the pandemic as well and like try and <laughs> work out what to do to keep going with the collective when there's less, which is for DJs, when there's less opportunities to actually be playing out in bars and clubs at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I chose to read it. I don't know if it would stand out as much for the others because, you know, like reading is really personal, but yeah, I just really like it as the quote. Um, so yeah. I, I think it, I think it gives a really, that quote gives a really good flavour of like how, like how direct, like you said, concise before, but how like direct it is and like, it sounds accessible, like like the everyman can read that, you know, and just like totally understand like the concepts that like they're getting across. Um, yeah, yeah. And we spoke to, sorry, go on. You go. Oh, it's just that there's bits in the book for um, for all sorts of feminists and all sorts of people. Um, so I think that makes it more accessible because so much feminist writing is written for like a white feminist capitalist perspective. Mm -hmm that it's like really alienating for a lot of people. Because we spoke to Jazz, do you, I don't know if you guys have listened to that episode, um, my friend Jasmine, we spent, and my the nights that I've spent with her as well, that page that you read out, I feel like I've had conversations that like last like hours and hours. It's like to hear it so succinctly is, feels kind of really, um, important as well doesn't it because it feels like it's not just a conversation it's like something like properly that needs to be written down and needs to be kind of communicated I feel really pleased that you read um, that but I really I feel like that yeah kind of yeah I, I completely agree with that and I think also in the talk Lola does that when she's speaking too um which is just a sign of like a really good writer and speaker mm -hmm. if if you can come away from it being like wow they've really articulated something that I can't put into words as easily yeah. myself I think so yeah and also that talk is up it's been recorded on Facebook um so it's available if anyone wants to watch it um the Manchester Feminist Book Club asked loads of really great questions um so it's it, it kind of branches outside of the book as well into what Lola's ideas are is it just on the Facebook page yeah it's on Partizan's Facebook page amazing I was just going to say, I thought I missed that. And I was like gutted. I was like, oh no, I really wanted to watch this talk, but I did not know that it was an recording. Yeah. So now I do. Everything's recorded um, these I'm, days. Yeah, listen. Are you broadcasting it on No Bounds as well? Or yeah, we, we are going to put it on No Bounds Radio, but I didn't want to steal all partisans' listens. Oh, actually, wait, this is being broadcast on No yes, Bounds Radio. Right, right now. <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> this is the premiere. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's funny the premiere show um, on no bounds we were gonna we were I just gonna got such a weird feeling the, about the time end. then like yeah so did i <laughs> at the time <laughs> um so you, you you mentioned then about going um like carrying on through um lockdown and stuff and the coronavirus pandemic so like do you want to talk a bit about how you have been continuing um, through lockdown. I know you guys have started the mix series. Just one of you want yeah. to talk a little bit about what you've been up to. Yeah, it's been really, it's really difficult really because you don't have that like face-to-face -face and like, um, it's just kind of like all of the times, like we, we as, we like organize like 
um we'll have like meetings every so often but also like we just hang out socially quite a lot as well so like a lot of things will get spoken about and things like that but like just because of lockdown it feels like it's been a bit more like um it's just harder to just for everything isn't it but um yeah we've just been doing the mix series and that's been like an amazing way to help start platforming all of our collective and stuff and we've got like absolutely heaps of mixes which are going to come out from all of them um I think we're we're sitting on like 10 mixes that we've got at the moment so we've got loads to put out which is really exciting really excited to share a lot of them and they're on the um all hands yeah. on deck soundcloud are they if people are interested in listening yeah 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 so we had um Last week was our first one, which was from um, local DJ and producer Scappa, who did a really ace mix of like electro, grime, techno, um, really good mix of different things. Um, and then we've had a release from Teresa Winter, um, Deaf or Brave affiliate, um, who's All Hands on Deck supporter with like a very, very um, kind of haunting mm-hmm. dark ambient mix, which is um, contrast. Um, but yeah, so lots of variation and lots of um, different amazing artists and DJs um, to showcase. Amazing. And I saw that you guys, did you do a show on NTS as well? A few weeks ago, I think when I first got in touch, that was like your Insta square that I saw, but that might be wrong. It was pretty nice. It was, Anna like sorted everything out in terms of like um, bringing three separate mixes together and then making one mix out of it and transitioning it really well. and. Um, yeah, I think it was quite nice to be able to like see everyone's different styles and like different ways of like playing out and stuff on like NTS. Um, and everyone at NTS is so sound as well. It's just nice to play for them, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie, you you you're very jealous of that. You you want an NTS was... show, don't you? <laughs> With no skills or experience. I think I just remembered actually how this. <laughs> how we got talking about all hands on deck is like you were saying that you want to learn how to dj and i was like i think there's like I'm sh- i was like i'm sure there's a collective in manchester who like you they could go <laughs> and then we were like oh my god we should get them on the podcast and here you are there so you are. perfect get involved charlie um, manchester charlie yeah i am yeah just i'm just in molly range it's nice yeah so I went lockdown lifts. I did look and I did see that you had a work. I think there was a workshop on your Facebook group. So I was going to keep a little lookout and see if there's yeah. another one. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how much so coordination I've got. But. Are you in the collective Facebook group? Because if not, we can put you in there. Yeah, we'll add you. Yeah, yeah I love that. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Sorted. <laughs> And then maybe um, I can play at Sam's wedding if I get good oh, enough. Yeah, that'd, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd <be> <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. I did find it really interesting that you guys had all um, agreed on a song because I wondered if that, I was interested that the film one was the hardest one because when you send your choices, um, it seemed like there'd been a really kind of, uh, all of you had kind of agreed on the song quite easily. So yeah maybe talk about kind of the process of deciding and then if you want to kind of say what the song is um well like Rola oh Rola Rosa suggested suggested the song because it was one that we used to listen to quite a lot together so um she I'd not listened to it for ages but you sent it and I listened to it and it totally took me back to like a period of time um, with all hands on deck, which was really really nice. So it was quite yeah. It it feels like yeah. A, a I think all hands on deck we song. played it on a radio show once. Yeah. And when we were doing a back to back, I played it. And it's by it's called um, "Don't Talk to Me" by Scratch, who are like um, like a duo from the US. And I think it's just like the perfect song for a collective for people who aren't really represented within the scene where. You kind of just want to be free within the dance floor and just kind of like dance and not talk to people and just kind of be taken away by the music. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think at the time when we played it, we were like, this is like our anthem. If we ever play it on our nights, like yeah. not being chatted by random people <laughs> yeah. when you're dancing is just yeah. the, the, the blueprint, to be honest. It was interesting, <laughs> Rosa, you said that 
it, you didn't have a manifesto, but like uh, this, this could almost be like your, your manifesto. This, this tune. <laughs> like it was quite funny. Like when we were like, oh, what's going to be our song? Um, and like Rosa suggested it, all of us were like, yeah, we had thought of, we thought about that same one as well. So it was like unanimous kind of decision. And um, I remember you, Tracy, playing it like at one of our open deck parties that you played at the end and like it just went off and like yeah I think like you the one that introduced us to it we've got it's just it's just it's just such a great song because it has like a really nice like drum pattern in it and there's just this woman screaming don't talk to me I'm here to dance and Mm. I've I've been that person so many times where like random people will just talk to me at like White Hotel Soup Kitchen whatever and I'm literally not up for it <laughs> like, I've, like I've paid five quid to like <laughs> listen to tunes and have a good time dancing and I think that song just encapsulates that feeling like so perfectly um like I'm not here for you mm-hmm. I'm here for me literally like I mean, I mean I'm yeah. here for my mates but mm-hmm. even around my mates I don't talk to them I'm like literally just with the tune um yeah so it's, it's, it's just a great song to be honest mm-hmm. so what kind of spaces are you guys missing in lockdown where have you like where have you kind of been aching for a little bit? Yeah. The White Hotel. Oh, yeah. the White Hotel. Yeah. Soup kitchen. As well, yeah. like. Soup. Um, yeah. Also, like mm-hmm. a festival that um, I was at last year called Headroom, which is like quite small, 200 mm-hmm. people. You can do whatever you want. I'm kind of aching for that as well. That was meant to be on this week. Um, and it's not I've, I've like just spent too many times like I was saying this to my mate actually before I came here that um I've I just put a tune on in my living room and just danced to it really heavily with like my eyes closed and then I realized like when my eyes open that like I'm not in the club I'm just in front of my cat dancing it's pretty deep um <laughs> have you had that thing of going through your phone diary and like seeing what you're missing oh, that mate. weekend like what you're yeah. not doing oh. Looking through your pictures oh, during no. lockdown is just torture. It's, it's not nice. <laughs> yeah, I miss festivals. I've really missed festivals. But we were talking about the other day with um, Ed, who came on, who worked at Food Hall, and kind of would you would you want to go to like a social distance event? Like, do we want to go to like a midway version, or do we just want to wait for like to go back to like that? pure way that we liked it because he was like the thought of going out now would maybe make me feel quite anxious or like there'd be quite a lot of rules but you wouldn't have like the being able to feel like free and like um that you would have had and I think like it is just like risky in a lot of ways and like I don't know I, I think as well like there's just the whole thing is like okay so it's socially distanced but then when you're actually mm-hmm. there like are people actually gonna adhere yeah, to those well, anyway so like it's well just, uh, we've been craving like, human contact for months and like if we <laughs> unleash ourselves and with <laughs> drink into a club there's no way to be reined in and it depends what exactly. context you're in as well like if if you mean like i don't know if it's like a bar or something and there's a dj and we're playing there that's quite nice because like Bar settings are quite distant to the people that you play for anyway. But in terms of like, if we were to play or dance within a club, I definitely need things to be, in quotation marks, back to normal. Yeah. For me to fully feel the mm. same feeling that I had before, rather than, I don't know, have random marks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A little like X that you dance. I'm really hoping <laughs> yeah, no, you I can't. can't go a little square. But it's just it's just not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. I think I'm getting a bit too normalised for it. You know, when you like watch telly or something and you see something that's obviously been filmed before coronavirus. I've had like this. Yeah. Like I was watching Come, yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah. Come Dine with me today and they're all like sat around this table. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? That that so, <laughs> my head was just like, that is fucking weird, man. But it's like, no, it's not. That's, yeah. not, that's normal. What do it? you guys feel I like lockdown's be been like into kind of I hate saying like creatively but have you found that there's been so I've kind of found there's days where I felt like my brain's been on fire and I've like made loads of stuff and even stuff I haven't tried before I've had a go at and then there's been maybe a few weeks as well where I've just felt kind of quite like flat so do you guys feel like there's been more you've kind of been more creative or do you feel like it's been kind of a bit of a, a dampener I think seeing less people um I always 
like being a little bit more isolated inside has definitely for better or worse let my imagination kind of like run away quite a lot um and I guess you could see that as being creative but also it doesn't really feel particularly positive because of like the circumstances and because like yeah your imagination can run away like in a really good way or it can run away in like quite a worried way about the state of the world and I don't know yeah I, yeah I can see that for some people it's been like a good time for producing things but I think I just feel like quite generally worried about everything that's going on at the moment so it's kind of getting in the way of that yeah. in a way mm. I feel like creativity for me also so much comes from other people and like bouncing off things that I experience and like vibes that you experience like there's no vibe in my house <laughs> there is sometimes but like I you know I want to go out to things and like talk to people I like I like the collaborative process of doing stuff and it, we don't really get that much or you can do it virtually but it's yeah. just not it's just not about like Myers-Briggs personality types so there's like introverts who like kind of love that space on their own and extroverts who like are kind of like dementors for like other people's energy and like get their own energy from other people and I feel like for those people i.e I am one lockdown's been a really hard time because I think maybe same as you Sophie like that creativity comes from like bouncing off other people and experiencing things and kind of getting different people's energy it's kind of felt like you said there's no vibe in my house <laughs> it's just yeah. walls <laughs> I think it's a vibe when me and Tracy do crunchy butts. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our, our lockdown radio that we've been doing, um, which is, that, that's quite nice because we can, I think the main thing with this is like exchange, like me and Sophie are able to like exchange tunes and exchange that to the world as well. And I think that if you're not really playing out mm. um, and if you're being asked during lockdown to make mixes and stuff like that, the whole thing of exchange is kind of lost. Like you can do it on Twitter mm -hmm. and all that, but it's nice to be in like a club or like a bar or whatever and talk to your mates about a particular tune and like buzz off it together as well and then think like oh yeah maybe I should play that next time as well for mm -hmm. me personally I feel like especially I don't know lockdown's been a bit weird as well because there's been all these things that like if you're a DJ you kind of should be like really happy about but it's been stressing me out like stuff like band camp day and everything where everything's mm -hmm. kind of like everyone's kind of um, releasing all the tunes that they have and everything and for me it's like it should be like oh great I've got so many new tunes but I find it so overwhelming with like just everything because I'm just a bit like firstly who am I going to play it to and when mm -hmm. I do play it I'm playing it in my room to myself and my cat which is fine but yeah. it's a bit like I want to play it out and I don't know I wish that exchange could be more face-to-face -face rather than based on the internet and in general, my creativity's been down because I'm 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 a student, so I'm kind of like wrapping everything up, which is kind of yeah put me in check. Yeah. 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 Was it your you handed in your dissertation? Was no, you? I haven't. <laughs> oh, have, oh, sorry. Don't ask. Don't ask more. <laughs> it's calm. I'm still working on it, but I've, okay. I've just been working on it a long time. So that's mm. kind of been a bit annoying with like DJing and stuff. But then I noticed that whenever I'm not writing on my dissertation and. I'm listening to music again the exchange part is like such an important part of it a lot of stuff that I enjoyed is kind of just like doing remotely just feels a bit like it's admin like you know when you like zoom people or you like yeah. do it like you yeah. know researching something or even like finding new songs if there isn't like a person in front of you it does just feel like you're just doing like business doesn't yeah. it <laughs> just like I don't know yeah it's been um I think you're right I think it's that like people facing bit that turns out that's the main kind of bit but then a lot of this podcast is about community, isn't it? And kind of like people all working together. So I guess it makes sense that the people on this podcast would have maybe missed that a bit more because they've involved themselves in communities. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I really liked about when I was listening to the podcast that it's um, it feels like such a lockdown thing, the way that you chat about the work that people are doing like what inspires them to do it and like the way that it has actually come out of lockdown as well but I feel like there are um people thinking in that way like Tracy and Sophie doing crunchy butts and you guys doing this and like yeah there's like other radio things that have popped up my housemate really wants to start a radio station and 
that's come out of lockdown. I think it's because like people um, are really extra seeing the value of radio and podcasts at the moment um, because like it's something that you can do and listen to to just like have a bit of company and companionship and you can like do other stuff at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just quite nice and communal. On the back of that, actually, it's fun that you mention it because I was listening to a podcast about how radio stations are like flourishing during lockdown because mm-hmm. people are able to like obviously like tv is a bit dead now but people are able to like connect through people through like audio and sound and all these things and I think on that particular podcast they were talking about NTS and like Charlie Bones's breakfast show mm-hmm. and how that's blown up like yeah. during lockdown now everyone's listening to and like mm-hmm. using the chat to engage with each other and kind of like I don't know connect even though they can't be with each other that's been really nice and I think that's what me and Sophie are trying to replicate with our breakfast show as well. <laughs> yeah. And how, how, how do we how do we listen to the breakfast show? Where do we where do we get that? Um, so we've been doing it from we've got a Mixler account, which is really good. It's very basic, like free channel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And we've been uploading them onto. Uh, well, I need to upload the most recent one onto Mixcloud. I'm a bit hesitant because I made a really bad radio gaff. <laughs> but luckily the person that I offended or didn't offend was actually my dad and not someone who I take badly so you can listen back to that and enjoy a really comical moment I'm glad yeah. that you referenced it here Sophie so that if he listens to this he'll extra know that that happened <laughs> he's really highlighted it <laughs> I think what's been nice as well is because I think with this podcast definitely people who I know who I haven't really got to see or speak to have kind of I think you said Tracy about connections like been able to kind of connect and just been like oh it's even just been quite nice to hear your voice and like hear again what you think like when I we did Sam's episode there was stuff that I didn't know about him that I learned about him and you kind of lose that when you don't get to see people face to face because your conversations are a little bit more formal and you don't kind of like dwell on stuff that happens to people at like primary school or like songs that they loved when they were like 15 do you mm. so I think radio and podcasts have been a really mm-hmm. nice way to kind of connect um with people in a way that maybe you don't get to just like on a FaceTime or like a WhatsApp call um shall, shall we start the the big the big film yes, dispute please. then the big film dispute yeah who wants to go first do you want to do it like present present your film present your yeah. argument yeah do you want yeah. to go sophie i don't mind going first yeah i don't mind going first um i've just chosen a film that i watched like fairly recently and I feel like it's quite a good one for this podcast because it was written and directed and all the costume and set was done by um, one woman, Anna Billa. And it, the film mm-hmm. is called The Love Witch. Um, and it's like, it's set in the 60s, but because it was a really low budget um, and she did all the costumes and all the sets, like you get these amazing scenes where everything is really 60s themed and like the makeup and everything is done really well and all the like plush like um colorful like 60s set is done but then you get these moments where like a modern car will just drive through a scene or a mobile phone will be used so there's these really like nice little moments but it's about a it's about a, a witch who is like desperate to fall in love and she starts making spells to like cast on men that she wants to fall in love with, but in turn she ends up murdering quite a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> girls work too well, and they become like obsessed with her. And the only way that she can deal with them afterwards is to murder them. Um, so yeah, this sounds amazing. <laughs> it's great. I just like that it's like a one-woman production, and she did everything herself. It's like just a really great feat of like what you can achieve with a with a like a fun with your ideas oh, yeah. that sounds great what's it on is it on like netflix or did you i think i watched it maybe on movie okay but it might be on netflix as well um yeah it came out in like 2016 i think it's also a bfi player because mm. i watched a film about yeah i watched a film with anna oh is it uh, Bella, but it wasn't the love which it was another one and i think a lot of her films are on bfi player yeah Wait. okay 
Mm. Well, really strong start, Sophie. That's a great start. <laughs> I don't know if I've made up my mind, but that was a strong, <laughs> strong beginning. Who's who's next? Who's going to try and follow that? Yeah, no, the film that I was thinking sort of sounds like in ways like similar to what you're saying, Sophie, about like um, it was like one woman's like vision. Um, basically, this film called The Watermelon Woman, and it's by Cheryl Dunye and. Um, She's like, apparently it was like the first, um, it's like made in 1996 and apparently it was like the first film made by a black lesbian and um, she directed it, she starred as the main character and it's like, it's like a sort of romantic comedy um, drama film but it's all about like, um, it's sort of like a docufiction in a way so it's like she's a black lesbian making a film about a black lesbian making a film about a black lesbian so it's very <laughs> meta and like it sounds super okay. confusing but it's just like like a really like brilliant film and like yeah explores loads of like good themes and I think like um it's just yeah um good like I know I, we've, I forgot yeah. to ask Sophie and I can ask you it's kind of like what's the because we asked kind of what the influence is of these choices as well like have they influenced influenced you and so I guess kind of Sophie you said it's about like what you can achieve if you just kind of like start if you like just make what you imagine making so Anna kind of what did you kind of take away was there kind of an impact um I think like on you from the it? main character and you you can tell that it's like sort of comes from the director as well. She's seen like, there's this big like erasure of history and she's like, this is something that I need to do myself. Like no one else is gonna do it. Like I'm gonna be that person, um, which mm -hmm. I think is really inspiring um, message. To it. But it's generally just like a very entertaining yeah. good film to recommend. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that I liked was like someone who's queer and a person of color of like, what a mellow woman is that the whole film was about setting your own narrative. So um, there's this scene in the mm -hmm. film where she is like filming a wedding and stuff like that. And the, they want it to be in a way that is suitable for them. But she is very much like, no, I want this to be my particular style. And I want this to fit with the ways that I feel comfortable with. And I think the person that she was researching with in the film as well, they, they were in the same position where society fit them in this particular role where they were playing a maid or something that fit within like this black stereotype servant kind of thing and that particular actress wanted to like follow her own narrative and when I did a bit of research about it the actress wasn't real and stuff like that but it really fit within Cheryl's idea of like when I'm presenting something it has to be in the way that I see things and you can see that in so many scenes mm -hmm. of that film as well like in terms of like communication with like other queer characters who are like black and in a way that like we communicate in this particular way that we feel comfortable in and we don't really care if you understand it. it's about how our life experiences are and also just like the really it was quite graphic but it was also really realistic representation of like lesbian sets and how that's presented and stuff I think that was really really great and that it was brought forward in a gaze of like a black lesbian woman um, and basically representation mm -hmm. of how her life is rather than how people view her life to be. That was quite beautiful about the film. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And kind of just making a saying, right, well, there's nothing, kind of like nothing I want to watch or nothing that feels like it's speaking about me or to me. So I'll just, exactly. I'll just make it. And then. I think I'll like, just do it then. If you think about it as well, like the 90s was such like a weird time to be a queer person because it was like the time where everyone was getting to grips with like, you know, LGBTQ people existing, but at the same time being really horrible to them. So for her to put out a film like that mm -hmm. at a time when I was like two years old and like, you know, there was so much, I think in the UK there was like a conversation about like George Michael and like really crap rhetoric being used for that particular you know for him and stuff and her then doing something like mm -hmm. that it's really radical um and it, it says a lot that you yeah. don't really see similar things like watermelon women in 2020 um yeah i think mm -hmm. mm -hmm. ace so doing ace yeah mm -hmm. 
And it's kind of that, like that reading, the excerpt that you read, Rosa, kind of about making, it's kind of making almost as a resistance, like making as like, I'm going to kind of shake off these, like the way that I'm seen or like the expectations. And actually, I just want to make this thing that is me. And there's kind of a part of me and it is about me. Yeah, definitely. Well. So is that is that your is that your choice as well, Tracy, then? Is that Anna and Tracy? Is that I think joint it was suggested and I was happy with it. But I'm not gonna lie, I've just been watching lots of films by the Safdie brothers during lockdown. So it's just that's been my main thing. But I think like collectively I'm very much back in watermelon woman in terms of the context that it fits in. I don't think right. any Safdie brothers films fit within all hands on Dexter's narrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one that I saw on a list is one called Tangerine. So Rosa, was that you? I can I can make a case for Tangerine. I didn't um I didn't uh suggest this one. Who's, whose suggestion was Tangerine? Whose was it? But I'm happy to argue for it because it's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? I think it was Anna, maybe, or Sophie. Yeah. Um, but it's it, yeah. It's about two trans uh, sex workers who are really good friends, and it's all filmed. Uh, this is like from memory because I haven't watched it for quite a few years now. I think it's from two thousand fifteen. Um, so it's all filmed on Christmas Eve, and they've just made a discovery about um, one of their boyfriends I think he's been cheating on them and they're trying to find the woman that he's been cheating on them with um and they like go all around the city trying to find this woman and actually it gets it gets really it gets it gets pretty um (laughs) stressful at some points where they're like dragging this woman around and holding her hostage but yeah it's great it's like the way that they cut to music in it I remember was really great um it was all like very, very fast moving and it would just suddenly cut to like really loud pumping music. And I like that about it. And then, oh, it was all shot on an iPhone I liked as well. how messy it was. It was like oh. a perfect depiction of messy friendships. And just, I don't know. Mm. I think like you must've probably had yeah. that moment with friends as well, where like you just, you're just acting ridiculous. <laughs> it's just, it's just, a depiction of people acting ridiculous <laughs> for 24 hours on an iPhone, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you do sometimes just get like sucked into it and you're just like, yeah, like, I guess this is what we're doing now. And then you're in hindsight, you're yeah. like, would a sensible friend have like put their foot down at some point or like said something at some point? But no, we don't. Just... held that woman hostage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was the point? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Leading each other around LA, it's so it's nice, just nice like shots of LA, mm. and they're just they're just walking around the streets for so much of it. And but the writing is so good because it it is like quite like haphazard and chaotic as a storyline. But then they the writing um, ends up drawing all the like different story mm. threads into one oh, yeah. scene, yeah. Um, which is a really amazing scene in like a donut shop where the kind of climax of the film is happening and the owner or worker in the donut shop is like threatening to call the police but like the the film is like having its massive explosive moment um but yeah it kind of just feels all the films kind of feel like um like depiction depictions and understanding of relationships that we don't really get to kind of see or like get to like um kind of be privy to maybe in like mainstream media I hate that term and then like films I think all the ones that have been chosen it's kind of like a a different look or maybe like what feels like a more real or like authentic look I kind of like that as a unifying factor of them all because sometimes you want to watch a film to like switch off but sometimes you want to watch a film just to like see a bit more of something real don't you yeah I was hoping Sam would have a strong film because no, I like no, can't. No, I literally can't decide. I think we could. I just feel like I've got three <laughs> lovely recommendations. I, know, I just want to go and watch them all now. <laughs> yeah. Could we actually wrap up? Because I've just now um, I've got some things to do. I think, I think we're going to have to break the format and just and just let let, let them have free choices. Have those wonderful three films. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, yeah. I don't know how competitive I you guys are. I understand. I want more of a result <laughs> than that. I'm like very uncompetitive, so I'm like happy for everyone to win. But if you guys need it, we can. I understand why you. No, were no, like, I think this is why you were, why you're having difficulty coming to a decision. Yeah. Now as well. How do you choose out of those? Yeah, I think also because we don't always watch films together. Uh, so we were, we just didn't really know what to do. But I'm I'm happy that we had this exercise as well to try and work out a film that we might choose together because it has ended up in a really great chat mm. about some great films. I think so, a lot yeah. of people have said that and I've like definitely had conversations with friends who haven't been on the podcast kind of like just about thinking what your choices would be and thinking about how they've kind of influenced you as well. It's interesting on picking yourself as well, isn't it? As, as well as the things yeah. that you want. So it's all about the journey, Charlie, not the end it's, product. As I like to say, it's always about, all about the journey, the process. <laughs> all about process. So in terms of Tangerine, who's, I know it kind of wasn't necessarily your choice, Rosa, but do you feel like there's kind of an influence or something that you've kind of taken from it? Um, well, I think the way that we were just talking about it then just made me really miss hanging out with friends outside <laughs> and like just like dipping in and out of places and like sort of being in the city a little bit more um yeah so yeah I really got that feel again, you were all yeah. you were all you all just look yeah. like this miss like pissing and pissing about together <laughs> no really. yeah. yeah that's what we've all yeah. missed in lockdown yeah, I know, just yeah. like unstructured <laughs> pissing around <laughs> and not just sitting in a park all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I do like sitting in parks, but you know. Yeah, I just don't want that to be like the that. only choice. Exactly. Yeah. It's not even the choice in Manchester. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know what? I feel like lockdown has made me very hardy to the Manchester weather. Mm, like, yeah. I'm out. Even when it's raining, I'm out. And I'm also so good at having a wee outside now. Sorry if that, I don't know if that's appropriate. But like before, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. And then now I'm just like, yeah, it's been, we've been in in lockdown long enough. If they need to, I don't know, lift it if they don't want that to happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Although actually, we were in a meeting, weren't we, the other day, Sophie? Oh, no, actually, you weren't there. Sorry. But anyway, I was in a meeting (laughs) where, um, Somebody said that there is a lockdown loo app that you can add to your Google Maps and then it shows you all of the public toilets that you're actually still allowed to use during lockdown. So that Charlie, you don't have to just pee on the street. I don't have anymore. to use my new skill anymore. I can go back to being a little bit prudent. <laughs> you can go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can use a flesh. Thanks. I love that. Um, I love that as an idea. Someone akin lockdown. to me has, has made that. <laughs> Yeah, I'll find it and I'll send it to you after. Thanks. <laughs> Lovely. Um, well, I don't know. I actually did want to have maybe kind of a little bit of a chat. This might be a bit exclusive to you um, about what's going on in Manchester at the moment, because I don't know how you guys have found kind of going back um, yeah. into lockdown, because I felt like people were starting to be able to make those connections a bit. Again, I felt like especially kind of community projects and people were able to be a part of their community a bit again. And it's kind of just been taken away from us at 10 o'clock on yeah. Thursday night via Twitter, hasn't it? So I wondered kind of mm. what are you, um, are you kind of readapting or are you, are we kind of planning for being out of lockdown or how are you guys feeling? I think it, for me, it was just, um, it was hard to let that really, I mean, like, I haven't been having people around my house very much anyway, just because of circumstances enough that that mean that we're not really doing that. Um, so it wasn't much of a personal adjustment, but for it to have been announced on Twitter mm-hmm. the night before Eid yeah. was like um, kind of, um, it really do, do validated it yeah. a little bit for me because it was like, well, that's so obviously so that Muslim families can't gather. But And like, yeah, I feel like from what I've seen out of Friends, and I, I really am not judging anyone for this because I completely get it. Like no one is really seeming to follow that that strictly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What about you? Are you? How do you feel? About I it? feel like I want people to be safe, but I also feel frustrated that, um, and especially because my job that I do is I support families um, in Trafford. So it's obviously like quite a lot of my caseload is quite low income families. 
And I feel like at the moment, it's like, if you've got money, then you can meet up with people because you're allowed to sit in like a beer garden with one of the household or you're allowed to like go to the gym or but if you can't go and sit or you're allowed to pay for childcare, for example, Mm -hmm. but you can't take your children around to your mum for them to look after your kids or you can't have your family around to your garden. And I just feel quite frustrated about the divide is kind of like if you have yeah. some if you have some spare income then by all means get those connections that you need but if you don't then you're just I guess just still stuck in your house and I found that quite frustrating and I think Manchester as a city and definitely me as a person I like rules to kind of have a, a reason <laughs> rather than just kind of, I hate it when they're unfair I find them harder to follow I think yeah, yeah. I think it's worse as well when the reason makes no sense yeah. like it, it makes zero sense to me that it's illegal for me to visit a friend in their house but it's fine for me to sit in a beer garden with bare strangers yeah and mm-hmm. I mean it was just I think it's just it was just so it was just mm-hmm. in, in my view like it was just so clearly racist like I'm just like mm. I'm going yeah. like, I was meant to be going back to Bradford and Bradford's like another that's where I'm from and it's like another um oh, place yeah. which has got like <laughs> No, high Muslim population. It's just like it's so obvious to see the correlation. Like, and it's just it's a sickening. Like the night before Eid, it's like two could, hours, yeah. two, could, ten o'clock you, on the Thursday. Could you ever imagine like them doing that on Christmas Eve? Like that would just not happen. Exactly. It's just, it's just so yeah. unfair. I think. I think. I, I remember when it happened as well. And obviously, firstly, I was really pissed off. But like, my best mate travelled from like down south to be with his family for Eid as well mm-hmm. to just like create a bubble and stuff and luckily he was at home at the time but even then when that happened the first thing that I did was just kind of like message him to like tell him about it and I, I, I felt like I was on high alert to just tell people of colour like look this is what's mm-hmm. happening like look out for yourself mm-hmm. and stuff like that um, and it's just it's just unfortunate it's unfortunate that you know like you said that if this were to happen on Christmas Eve it would not it would have gone down really differently but well it wouldn't even have gone down they would have we'd have had a a few days warning or they'd have I think they'd have even waited why why exactly why did it happen happen on that Friday why not the Saturday yeah exactly and it just made me really anxious it it just uh, the fact that I have to like you know, text someone who's Asian and just be like, look after your family, look after, look mm. out for yourself, don't want anything to happen. And just for, you know, anyone else in the community as well to kind of, I don't know, because obviously then there will be high police presence and stuff and like with current events and stuff like that as well. It's like the last thing that you want, yeah. that yeah. like extra intensity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt, I felt like it was bullshit, especially if you go to Northern Court the next day as yeah. well and see... Well, it's like you just a bit like that square in Ancoats where all the bars are, and they've got yeah. where, like Rudy's is and Jane Eyre and stuff, and like they've got yeah. tables outside. And I was there the week before, and everyone it was you like could barely walk through. It was like yeah. a street party, and then it was like oh, yeah. can't go in people's houses. I was like, no, guys, like it is not this Ancoats. It is Northern Quarter. It's like tall and green. That's the problem. It is not people celebrating a really special day of the year with their family that is yeah. is gonna and even even when they were saying like the the demographic of people that were affected by it the first thing that they said was like old Tringham, old trafford mm. you know and they were like that was like the demographic of people that were like where um covid cases were increasing quite mm. a lot that's like an example that they used and if you look at the people that live there it's not exactly the people that they are telling not to enter their houses. They tend to be the people that go to bars, that go to pubs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I don't know. I feel like you need to get your priorities straight. But also, like, not getting your priorities straight doesn't really generate GDP. Exactly. And that's what this government <laughs> yeah. is about. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. And I think there is definitely, I definitely feel that there is an um, onus on us, uh, kind of when we release lockdown to remind people that we're all we are all part of a community and we're all kind of part of Manchester because I felt like a divide tried to be created then and I've like, discussed it with kind of the families that I work with and kind of and I think all of this has been divisions and it's been about like divide and conquer and if you blame someone else for a spike or if you blame someone else because something happened you're not blaming the people who were supposed to be in charge of keeping everyone safe and I just feel hyper aware that when if things do go back to like normal 
well, there's work to do, isn't there? And kind in terms of recreating those bonds and kind of that community. It's extremely divisive. And especially if you think about the practicality of how that rule comes into play, where it's been put out on Twitter, it's like really non-specific. We didn't know the details of it. We just kind of knew that there was going to be a bit of a lockdown. Mm. We Yeah, we were trying to work it out for a while, weren't we? But like loads of Muslim families had already travelled from different places in the country, like your friend Tracy, because obviously we're in lockdown, so people are doing it like in a bit more of a committed way. Mm-hmm. So if you've got family like in a different city, then you're going to agree to go to like one house for it, aren't you? So like lots of families would already have been together, and I saw people on Twitter talking about how like they've they've already arrived in their family home, and now this rule has come into play, and like thinking about how you would then be like received. Mm-hmm by neighbours like neighbours who aren't Muslim and like maybe have some prejudices anyway and yeah it's just so divisive the way that it um, was executed and yeah I think yeah it feels Mm -hmm. dangerous as well like in the way that they just it's also just perpetuating distrust in the government's management of stuff like when they make decisions like this and they do stuff like that it's just it like they, we're already distrusting of the way that it's being managed and like it's just not uh, yeah it's just it's dangerous for like you know people are going to stop mm-hmm. listening um, that's because, true as well yeah and it'll be the narrative yeah. will be you didn't work to keep each other safe and I'm just like I'm not having any of that I'm not having <laughs> that it wasn't about people working together because I've seen that more than ever in lockdown I think it's just about having rules that benefit some people and discriminate against others isn't it and yeah. good communication because that's what's yeah. been absolutely dire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what communication yeah. Yeah. policies out on twitter is just it's like something from black mirror isn't it exactly like levels. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah Okay, sorry. Maybe I needed to have that run, and that's why I bought it. Thank you for joining me in that. Out. I felt that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone feel a bit better now that we've like aired it with a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam, you got away from Manchester. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's still, you know, I, you know, I, want, I haven't seen my mum in six months, and I'm trying to get her back mm-hmm. to Bradford. So, you know, yeah. The, the BFD. Anyway, um, it was so nice talking to it's you all. Been it's lovely. been really lovely. Do you want to do one last shout out for something that people need to yeah. watch out for? Give you us your socials. Give us, give, give us yeah. everything. Do some promo. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you can, you can look at our mix series that's already out and see the new ones that get put up on SoundCloud if you follow us. Um, or you could also follow us on Instagram where we kind of put most of our news or on Facebook where we also put our news. Twitter's not very active. Um, I also wanted to shout out because I realised that I spoke about the book talk earlier and I spoke about Partisan and Lola and the Manchester Feminist Book Club. Um, But I didn't talk about the Northern Police Monitoring Project who um, they were fundraising for. Um, So they work to hold the police to account in Manchester. Um, We've been going since 2012 and they're a really good organisation in terms of looking at local um, racial injustice and trying to reckon with that. Um, So if there's anyone who's listening who hasn't looked at them before, then do check them out too. Mm -hmm. And your handles are, is it just at all hands on deck, but the O and on is a zero, is that right? Yeah, amazing. I think so. I wasn't that smooth with it. I've got it like down here on a bit of on my screen, so I wasn't that like smooth about it. (laughs) I think I think the best thing I've always wanted to say this, but all the information can be found in the show notes. It can drop it in the show notes. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Tracy. Yeah, you just need yeah. a really smooth segue. We'll, we'll drop it in the show notes. We'll put it on the Insta. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Amazing! This has All been right. so nice. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. It's been a really lovely conversation. Yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah. Go and yeah, go okay. back to the pub or whatever you're doing. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going to ask my mates if they're still up. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much for coming back. It's really nice to meet you. Bye. Bye. so nice thanks again to the all hands on deck crew and i actually feel excited about some films as well which is a new feeling for me so yeah yeah, it is so really thank you as well for that because i've got three films to watch and then add to my small list of films that i've seen yeah Um, we've got some amazing guests coming up we've got we've actually got guests booked in we've been very we are so business these days um and I'm just, I'm just, I'm so excited for people to hear the the upcoming shows. I think they're going to be really good. Um, yeah. So next week we've got Annie. Annie will be, I think, mm-hmm. next week. Um, yeah. Annie is. Wow. I, I think you're going to have to wait for it because. Okay, I, I, but it's I, I could not. I could not describe in an outro everything that Annie does. So. Lovely. Um, we'll see you next week we'll see you next week and I'll see you next week so. yeah as always follow us on one book one film one song on the insta mm-hmm. um, peace out have a good week Charlie have a great week <laughs> <so>. <laughs> stay right here.